The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday. We are back here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Jess Navarro, Aisha Morrison, and Christy Scales over here with us today. Ladies, preseason has come to a close. What a weekend. Really, how quickly did that go by? I mean, I, I feel like last time... We were talking of, oh, man, it's going to take so long for OTAs and mini camp and training camp and preseason to roll around. And yet here we are. And uh, we are less than two weeks away from the start of the regular season. That gives me chills to say. Christy, welcome back. Christy's going to be on with us um, in the meantime. And I'm really excited to hear more of Christy every day. So, guys, let's get right into it. Uh, an exciting weekend, to say at the very least. Yeah, what an emotional weekend for yeah. Will Greer to find out late Friday that basically your roster spot is gone because the team has traded for Trey Lance, who will be the third quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys this season, and then learned that he has the opportunity to play and audition for the 31 other teams in this final preseason game. And it's one of the greatest preseason performances I can remember, and wow. I know that um, – that Mike McCarthy post game said it's you know one of the top ones that he can remember that along with Matt Flynn uh, several years ago. But uh, you're happy for Will Greer how well he played throwing for two touchdowns, running for two touchdowns, passing for over 300 yards, running for over 50 yards. But then you're sad because and and he showed emotion too mm-hmm. in the post game locker room because it's tough to to leave you know. But um, uh, Dak calling the plays. That was a lot of fun. All I can say is there was a lot more drama in this third preseason game than what we've been used to over the last 20 plus years. We were busy. Uh, that was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. going on. And uh, to your point about Will Greer, so happy that he played lights out like that and so happy for him that he got that moment and, and used this stage of this last game to really amplify um, and show off what he was. Because to me, when you face adversity of the emotions that he was dealing with and everything he was going through, but yet he still played like that, that defines who Will Greer is, is that last performance. Nothing nothing before it. I'm not going to remember anything before that game for Will Greer when yeah. I think of Will Greer's Yeah, game. and a big night for Hunter Lipke, too. Yep. But, but Ayesha, could you tell that with Dak calling the plays, it sure looked like he was calling plays to Will's strength? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, I think we got to see a little bit of that that brotherhood that we talk about in this game and just how much they care about each other. I know that Dak said that he wanted to call, you know, the perfect game for him. He wanted to put him in the best position to succeed. And we got to see how much they know each other, just as, like, me and Jess, Jess, we were talking, just, like, she knows my cues on the show. You learned, like, we know each other's cues on the show. And we got to see him play to his strengths, do a lot of, show a lot of the things that he's good at. And um, I do also agree that I think he's he put some people on his, I'm sure people are on his radar to possibly bring him in. Bittersweet, you know, but this is so much, this is a part of the game, this is things that happen, and I hope that he succeeds where he's at. Real quick, you can send us any of your burning, I say Cowboys questions, hmm. please, Cowboys questions, uh, at our text line, 817-290-3298. If you have any questions throughout our podcast, please Feel free to shoot us a text, and we will answer them accordingly. 
Um, yeah, let's go over some of these stats because you mentioned some key guys, Hunter Lipke, who Mike McCarthy said was hadn't really showed out for a lack of opportunity, not necessarily a lack of productivity. So uh, he had 15 attempts for 58 yards. The thing about Hunter is that man is physical. Oh, my goodness. You could see when he was warming up, getting his legs warm. And then by the second half, I'm like, is that a wall or is that Hunter Lipke? I can't tell. I could not tell. Uh, Will Greer, he had 10 rushing attempts for 53 yards. And then, let's see, Malik Davis, 10 attempts for 42 yards. You mentioned Wilger's passing stats. He had 305 yards. He was 35, or excuse me, 29 for 35 with a completion percentage of 82.9. Good for Will Greer. Um, The defense also not to be forgotten. Uh, There was a lot going on during this preseason game. Bless you. Um, I hope you're good. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Um, But what I want to really go into is this Trey Lance trade, and that's really what kicked off the weekend. That is why the chips felt like they did, why the game was so emotional for Will Greer and all of that. Trey Lance, let's shift gears a little bit in case you missed it. Uh, there's there's a new Dallas Cowboy, and his name is Trey Lance. And uh, Jerry Jones spoke about this before the game. We were all in the scrum, and he he said, you know, there was a lot of interesting things. There, there can be a lot of narratives that go around when the team is acquiring a quarterback and you're the Dallas Cowboys, right? I mean, there's a lot of narratives. But I think my biggest takeaway from everything that Jerry and Steven said was this has nothing to do with Dak. This isn't a Dak thing. This isn't a lack of a Dak thing or a lack of a productivity thing from Dak. It is to make the team better. Um, and then Jerry said, if it's if it's up to me, we don't want to see him at all this season. We don't even want to see him play. So um, I think that's interesting. Christy, I'm going to go to you real quick because we were talking about you working with Trey Lance before and kind of what was that like for you? It was a championship win at North Dakota State uh, it, when it was in Frisco. So tell me all about that experience with Trey. He's been here before. What did you notice? From well, the, the FCS, so uh, North Dakota State is part of that uh, di- those, that's the uh, championship game. It's in Frisco every January. It's played at the home of FC Dallas up in Frisco, about five minutes from here at the Star, the outdoor stadium, Toyota Stadium. And so North Dakota State is just the dominant program at that level. And it was the, the 2019 season, so the game was February 2020, and it was North Dakota State led by Trey Lance that year who had uh, – 30 touchdown passes, zero interceptions. Uh, I think it was 14 uh, rushing touchdowns. I mean, just a dominant, dominant season. And uh, Trey Lance led the Bison to a victory that day over the Ben DiNucci-led James Madison. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So we ended up with two Dallas Cowboys from that game, ultimately three now. Rondell Carter, who was a defensive lineman for James Madison. Ben DiNucci, of course, the Cowboys got. And then um, now Trey Lance making his way. But in that particular game uh, that that North Dakota State won, it it wasn't really impressive in the passing. Uh, I think he he was like 6 of 10. Um, they didn't have to throw the ball much, but he had like over 140 yards rushing, had a rushing touchdown. But during the week, um, I worked the sideline radio broadcast for Westwood One, so the national mm-hmm. radio broadcast. So we were able to go to all of the media availability during the week for the interviews with the players and to watch practice. And Trey Lance was dominant, but he was so young, you know, like 19 years old at the time. But um, – 
so fast, but big and physical, such a command. I remember him being well-spoken, uh, very mature and being so impressed. So I was not surprised when a year later, when he declares for the draft, that a team would trade up as San Francisco did. I don't know that anyone expected San Francisco to trade three number ones to move up, what, about nine spots so that they could take him third overall. But uh, I think this is a, a good situation for Trey Lance because he needed a change of scenery. Mm. Talking with some folks in Cowboy Scouting, they say they think that a change in scenery is really going to benefit him just because with the injury situations the last couple years, losing his job to Brock Purdy uh, and then to Sam Darnold, you know, he, he has a chance to come here, ha- take his time learning the offense, the staff time to get to know him, to really develop uh, all of those great physical skills that he has. So I see this as a win-win. Were you surprised, Aisha? I mean, w- w- did your phone start blowing up Friday night? No, I was just living my life, and then I looked at my, uh, my phone, because, you know, Twitter is going crazy at that point. So I take a glance, and I'm like, I expected for him to get traded, but I was like, when it said Cowboys, I was like, Holy fuck. Hold on. I, I she's gonna check her mic real quick. Yeah, yeah. Something we're we're switch over here to this one. We're not morning people. Have Walk I ever mentioned that before? Can you hear me now? I can nope. hear you. We can hear you now. You sound like that old commercial. Can you hear me now? I'm, good. Good. You're good. Dang it, I turned it down too much. Can you hear oh no, we're come, we're come doing over it here, again. Aisha. Oh. Jess, no, you, you're good. Jess, what did, a what did you think of the? There's a button. Oh, okay. I, while Aisha's figuring this out, I was really I was excited. I think for a guy like Trey Lance. Oh, let's see. There oh, we go. I'm back in, and there's Chris. I'm not a rookie or nothing, but I go. mean, I had my cough button on. There um, we go. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if y'all know about the allergies here. Don't develop allergies in, Texas. Uh, it is in your just, late 20s. It's rough. <clears throat> it's rough. I'm but, going through it over here, y'all. Yeah, no. Um, g- let's go back to this. Yes. What did you think about Trey Lance fitting into this team? And yeah. really, we talked about this outside of this. How can he grow not only under the staff, but under Dak Prescott, even Cooper Rush, what strengths can he play up while he's in Dallas? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I So I, I took some time to look at the player, look at some film on the player. And, um, uh, Christy, uh, you mentioned athleticism. It's clear. You can see it on film. You mm-hmm. also see how fast he is. So he's going to – he has, he's a gentleman that has the RPO play-action game in his, in his bag. Also, too, I, I noticed the arm strength, um, and he has the arm talent. And I think that what's going to happen is with QB school and also having the ability to be on scout team and go against this Cowboys defense, uh, not only is it going to help him, but this is a gentleman that needs reps. And when you look at his college time and then his NFL time, he is – he has played limited reps um, on on both sides. I think he can get more opportunity as he as he grows. And um, as I was saying about the scout team, it's also going to allow the Cowboys who at times um, struggled with mobile quarterbacks, they're going to get a really good look at a mobile quarterback in practice and get some of that practice with dealing with that. And um, I just, I also just feel like covering the draft this past year, um, it sounds like, well, if to my understanding, you know, I feel like there, there was some uh, conversation about the Cowboys looking for a quarterback in this past draft, but there were gentlemen that were off the board. So when you look at the fact that they got a fourth, got him for a fourth rounder, that kind of was the time frame in which the Cowboys were looking for one. So when you talk about developing upside, all of those things, I think this gentleman has a good opportunity to come in here, have some time, not as much pressure to be the guy right now. And he has a leader like Dak Prescott mm. to kind of help him get through everything. She's, yeah. she we, 
Well, no, no, I just wanted to your point <laughs> yes, of ma'am. not not a lot of, of playing time. Yes, He's ma'am. had 23 starts in his entire yeah. college That's and pro it. career combined. Yes, ma'am. Only four is. starts for San Francisco. He yeah. com- comes in last year as the face of the franchise, and he's going to be the second coming. And then the his second start b- breaks the ankle. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it, but even at North Dakota State, he really only had one full year as the starter, and mm-hmm. it was that phenomenal yeah. 2019 season. I also think, too, in terms of, you know, coming back from an injury, mentally and physically is a big aspect of any game for a player. Yes. And getting to work under Jack Prescott, who has gone through that, who understands in- what injury that too. rehab yes. process is, yes. is going to be huge for mm-hmm. Trey Lance in the terms of elongating his career and making sure that that injury doesn't end up becoming something that's nagging or nagging mentally in his head either. Um, Real quick, we're going to take our first break. We have some questions rolling in, ladies. There are some good ones. Uh, Keep texting us your questions, and we're going to go ahead and come back here in a minute. We'll be right back. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. developed with Mike McCarthy and so at Jigsaw Dating we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger that's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper because it's personality that matters the most not looks join Jigsaw Dating today dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Girls Talk. Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We are getting into all things Dallas Cowboys preseason and more, but first, a fan favorite event, Market at the Star, presented by Flea Style, will take place on Saturday, September 9th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. out on the Tostitas Championship Plaza. Come shop from 50-plus local market makers uh, offering art, fashion, decor, and more at this from the free outdoor market. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. Also... I would just like to throw that out there. September 9th. That is one day after my birthday. So uh, All right. Yeah. Virgo well. season is right upon us, everybody. Well, Virgo, that explains a lot. Uh, there we go. It, All I right. get that a lot. I get Chris that. Chris, <laughs> Look, as a Virgo, I take that as a compliment. Are you kidding me? It People was meant know, as a compliment. People know I'm a Virgo. That's an honor. Chris said, I know you're kind. <laughs> She's like, <gasps> red flag. I'm it weak. all makes sense. <laughs> all right, ladies. Like I said, we have some questions rolling in, but please feel free to text us your questions at 817-290-3298. Keep in mind, we are getting through things on this rundown, so if we don't answer your question right away, it just means you have to keep watching us. Sorry, not sorry. The Dallas Cowboys sealed their final preseason game of 2023 with a win against the Las Vegas Raiders, 31-16. to Loved that. That was, uh, again, Will Greer playing lights out. We discussed that a little bit. But I want to go into a little bit more because this game, like we talked about, there was just a lot. There was a lot going on at the moment. Um, starting with, let's start pregame. We'll, we'll, we'll start pregame. We'll work our way back. There was a special guest on the sidelines <laughs> during the game, and I say that very lightly. I thought it's you not every day you see uh, Tom Brady just standing on the sidelines uh, talking to Micah Parsons. Best preseason game ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite something. Christy, you were down on the sidelines, and I really wanted to get your perspective of this. What was going on? What was Tom and Jerry? That's not the cartoon. Tom Brady and Jerry Jones. Let's let's. Let's confirm that. Uh, what were they talking about on the sidelines during pregame? What did you hear? Give us the insight on that. I was dying to well, know. Well, Tom was down there for about 45 minutes or so, and he talked with Jerry for probably a good 20 minutes. Mm. But we need to note that the the third uh, person that was down there is Mark Davis, and that's the owner of the Las Vegas uh, Raiders and the son of Al Davis. And Jerry has had a long relationship with the Davis family and good relationship with the Raiders organization overall. Tom was there really more with Mark Davis and Tom is going is investing in professional sports. So for example, uh, he is already invested with Mark Davis in the Las Vegas Aces. So Tom helped is co-owner of the WNBA franchise, the one that Becky Hammond leads there in Las Vegas. And then he also, I don't think it's been approved yet, but, um, and there are certain things, you know, you don't just like 
hand over the money, and now you have an ownership stake in the NFL franchise. It's not that easy. There are certain hoops to go through, but Tom is looking to uh, invest and be a part owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. So Jerry and Tom, they were literally talking business and yeah. stuff uh, down there. But uh, yeah, it was uh, everything was all a flitter on the uh, sideline. I haven't seen that many people taking pictures. We have VIPs on the Cowboys sideline all the times, but other than like Connor McGregor, Gregor, LeBron James, um, you know, old hat, John Bon Jovi, people like that. But uh, George Strait, that was a big oh. one. Uh, but yeah, everyone everyone was just trying to jockey out. for a position that they could get close enough. Everyone's cell phones were out and mm-hmm. they were trying to get pictures of Tom Brady. But That's I was awesome. I was standing this far, you know, from yeah. Tom Brady. But anyway, um, I do the owner's box interview, which is about 25, 35 minutes before kickoff. It's live with Jerry Jones down on the sideline. So I was really hoping that he would bring uh, Tom in, but we did get Mark Davis in, and he was filling us in on all the uh, business uh, relationship that he has with Tom Brady. So, yeah, it made it a fun – it was a very exciting pregame. Let's put it that way. It was a very exciting game. I mean, it was. It really was for a third preseason game. And and, and, and not just Will Greer. You know, Brandon Aubrey with the long 59-yard field goal. There were some guys, I think, that really – made definitive statements oh, that yeah. they they should make the 53-man roster. But honestly, the third preseason game, it's more of guys proving that they belong on the practice squad. Generally, there's yeah. two, maybe three, up to four spots, maybe on the 53-man roster. But 16 guys are going to be signed to the practice squad uh, by the middle of the week. And so a lot of the guys that we saw, I think, um, proved that, that they deserve those uh, those spots. No, Christy, that's why I love having you on the show. Just because, like, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have known that, and I was wondering, like, why is Tom Brady down there? Like, there were, there were plenty of times I was wondering, I was like, because also too, you do see guys when they step away from the game. Well, gentlemen, when they step away from the game, they they just want to touch it again and feel it and be on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe he's just making his rounds. But it clarifies that, you know, you clarified rather that that's why he was yeah, there. and that's why that's why the white tight jeans and the <laughs> black very tight shirt, white and black. He was wearing Raiders colors, right. although he was over on the Cowboys yeah. sideline talking with Jerry. But Mark Davis was there as well. Oh, I love that. All right, ladies, let's shift gears. We are getting these texts rolling in. Keep them coming, guys. I love this. Um, There are some guys that we're being asked about to evaluate um, really during the preseason. Let's start with Awesome Richards. We got a text saying, good morning. Well, good morning to whoever texted us this. Um, I think this is from Gabriel uh, asking, saying, I thought Awesome Richards played a good game. Do you think he becomes the swing tackle or a viable backup option along the offensive line? Aisha, I'm going to defer to you for this one first. What did you see from Awesome? I know he's a guy that you've really closely watch film on and I would love your perspective on what you saw out of him not just this game throughout the entire preseason oh yeah I number one his the, the flexibility and just the the willingness to come in we already know that he had to step in very unexpectedly after uh Idoga Chumi Idoga went down in training camp and play that first preseason game at left tackle after he had been getting the majority of his work at left guard um I call him mini Tyler uh just because of just the situation and just what he's able to do right now. Um, I just think that the uh, the reps that he's gotten have been quality quality reps from him. You can see him learning in game and picking up cues. But he's uh, he's also one thing about awesome. If you meet him, he's so open about what his his weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. He will literally sometimes you have to reassure him like, hey dude, 
you know, give yourself some grace. Like I hear you, I hear, but he literally will leap with, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get stronger. Yeah, my hands, I should have shot my hands better here. Things like that. And those are the only things that I think he needs to work on. It's just he's gonna develop power as he gets older. He's gonna develop more awareness and things like that. But some of the stuff you saw from him, pinning and pulling and getting out in space mm -hmm. and and really uh, controlling blocks, um, I was impressed with him this this whole preseason. And um, I think he is becoming a, you, uh, in the conversation of like, yeah, this guy is going to be a viable backup, hopefully this season if necessary. But he also, I think, could develop into a starter for you and be a real guy. He's not afraid. He played against a lot of competition mm -hmm. in college. And so I'm, I've I've been happy with his development. And also because I know how hard he is on himself to get better as well. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Christy. I, to, I was just going to say, I spoke to Will McClay yeah. specifically about Austin oh, Richards yeah. before the second preseason game in Seattle. And uh, that we were referring to the first game where, as Aisha said, he got stuck in at left tackle, yeah. even though he had been taking all the work and training camp at left guard. And uh, but left tackle was his position in college. And so but Will Greer said that that he. I'm sorry, Will McClay said that <laughs> Awesome Richards uh, just played so much better at tackle just because he mm. felt more natural. He has the really long arms. Yes. And uh, um, just being in space instead of inside where it's more crowded, like you talk about more important with the hands, mm -hmm. you know, more infighting, right? Mm -hmm. And just not a lot of space when you're playing inside. But, um, uh, yeah, they really like him and as to whether or not – I think he's on the 53-man roster. Whether Absolutely. or not he's the swing tackle for week one, the primary <laughs> swing tackle, uh, I think that depends on uh, how fast Chuma Adoga comes back yeah and I'm still not convinced that the Cowboys uh I I think they're surveying 31 other teams you know to see uh help uh interior and uh yeah. offensive tackle but uh kind of a fun fact uh awesome is from Philly and so all of his family are Philly fans oh goodness and then the other the other he, NFC yeah. East tie is at University of North Carolina he was blocking for Sam Howell, who's now the number one quarterback for the Washington Commanders. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, he's had a wonderful camp, fifth round pick. And uh, I think Aisha made a great point. The versatility is the key for him being able to play both guard and tackle. I'm glad you brought that up about Awesome because during media days, <laughs> I was standing next to him. We were waiting. I think it was Junior Fajoko that I was with that day, escorting him around for media days. And then Awesome was right there. So I just started chatting with him we started talking and he said yeah I grew up a Philly fan and and I said all right so is that your motivation to to make it back over there to to play that game and he said honestly that would be so cool so for him if he makes the final 53 it's going to be really a cool moment for him that game specifically in Philly against Philly because that is his homecoming if you will mm -hmm. where he said my family would go there Everybody would be there, so I'm really glad you brought yeah. that up. And, that and was, making that the cool 53, that's a thing where he played so well. He did show versatility. He is a fifth-round pick. You're not going to wave a guy like that yeah. that showed so well in preseason yeah. because someone else will snatch him up. He also, when you talk to Awesome, he's just such a gentle guy to talk yeah. to off the field. Yeah. And he's one of those football players that if you just met him not knowing what he did, you would not guess he right. played football because he's so gentle and soft-spoken. And then you see him on the field, it's like, is this the same guy? Exactly. Is, is this the same guy? Um, I wanted to talk offensive depth real quick. Um, offensive line depth, I should say. Josh Ball went out of the game uh, with a hip or groin injury there. 
What did you see? Did you see that injury happen? I, I did. I saw him. Uh, it was actually during the first drive. I think the Cowboys had gotten to about maybe the 30, 35 yard line or so. And I saw Josh kind of reach down. I wasn't at the time. I wasn't sure if it was hip or if it was side, but I saw him just kind of reach and just kind of flinch and kind of like walk it out. And then there was a stoppage in play. Was it a timeout or maybe there was mm -hmm. a, um, Anyway, he he exited. He didn't finish that series, and Matt Willetsko came in. When Josh came to the sideline, he went straight to the bench. They didn't put the medical, the blue medical tent up, but within a minute, he was walking to uh, the locker room. Uh, Josh was, so they just took him straight up there, and I I did not see him return to the sideline the rest of the game. So mm. uh, I I like Josh. I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years, and I feel very badly uh, for him. But um, with this injury, it's one that could be a couple of months. And so, mm -hmm. will they put him on injured reserve? Hopefully he goes on injured reserve and it's not like a wave injured thing where sure. he would receive an injury settlement, but then be gone. Hopefully injured reserve and he stays in the building, rehabs, and then when he's ready to come back, or at, at least, you know, um, be able to practice and stay with the team. Very good insight there. Let's go ahead and take our next break. Um, we did. We got a question about a guy that I know we can talk about for a little while, and we have to touch base on the defense. We have some questions about players there. But, ladies, I want you to start thinking your thoughts on Jalen Tolbert. We're going to talk all about him after this break. We'll be right back. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation, so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one -on -one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We are going to talk a little bit of Jalen Tolbert. We're going to talk a little bit uh, Dallas Cowboys defense. But first, let's talk about these reads. Um, (laughs) If I can read this. Jazzy, is it the same read? I love this. Sorry, we're thinking on the fly, guys. Did you guys. start doing the accent? It's, yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's, it's been a Monday. It's all good. Uh, a fan favorite event, Market at the Star, presented by Felice Style, will take place on Saturday, September 9th. Mark it down, everybody, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. out on the Tostitos, Tostitos Championship Plaza. Come shop from 50-plus local makers offering art, fashion, decor, and more. At this free outdoor market, visit thestardistrict.com for more information. The Star District, enjoy premier dining, shopping, and experiences from over 30 restaurants, shops, and more at the Star District. Make sure to stop into the district's newest additions, cards in a box, sports cards, and collectibles, King Ranch, Saddle Shop, and um, a very good French bistro restaurant that I do not want to butcher the name to. So um, there you go. Come visit the Star District. It's beautiful. If you haven't been here yet, you're missing out. All right, let's go back to these questions. Uh, let's see. We have Steve Williams, not to be confused with Sam Williams, Steve Williams uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina said, would it be fair to say that Jalen Tolbert has established himself as the new Cedric Wilson for this team? Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Steve, <laughs> for saying thank you. That's very polite. I think Jalen Tolbert, uh, I talk about this every time somebody mentions Jalen Tolbert. And... I think the thing about him that's been so fun to relate to is the feeling that anybody that has ever been questioning themselves and something really big in their life can connect to. Jalen Tolbert was sitting in the locker room last year. I mean, when I tell you just sitting next to people that all the media scrum was coming next to and nobody was really looking at him, which... (laughs) wasn't making him feel any more confident, you know, and he was sitting with his head low and even his posture was hanging low because it was this lack of confidence to now you see Jalen Tolbert shoulders are up. He's walking around and he's ready to go. Jalen Tolbert has taken a complete 360. I don't think it's fair to really compare to Cedric Wilson yet. I I think that's, that's a story of its own. And I think Jalen Tolbert, um, is going to create his own story. So I, I think there's that. Chris, you had a story about Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, he had the best weekend out of everybody. And why because was that? He, he didn't have to play because he had already nailed his spot. Chill. So Cavante uh, Turpin didn't have to play. Uh, Damone Clark, Deron Bland, uh, Jake Henderson and Peyton Hendershot. Those were really the only veterans, like starters, or that had played the first two weeks that didn't have to play uh, on Saturday night. So um, I, I knew 
pretty much the night before, certainly the day of the game that Tolbert wasn't having to play. And I'm like, yes. So he he totally nailed his his spot on the team. But as for the comparison to Cedric uh, Wilson, I would just say that Cedric was such a um, he was such a key guy on special teams as well. So he he had so much value beyond uh, a reliable receiver from. Uh, Dak and so Jalen will have to establish himself. He will he will play special teams when you're the fourth or fifth receiver on uh, uh, a roster. You've got to play special teams. And in game two, he actually got a rep at gunner. Now I'm not saying that he's going to be the gunner in place of C.J. Uh, Goodwin or Kelvin Joseph if Kelvin is back this year. But uh, they are trying to give him more to do on special teams, and so uh, that's a sign. That was a, a tip-off from the coaching staff that they liked Tolbert. Oh, yeah. I mean, he stamped his ticket, and to Jess's point, we we're, it, we are seeing like a 360 and, and the a 180. player. 180. I got corrected by Jazzy, our producer. Yeah. A 360 is all the way around. 180 is... Yep, it's a 180. 180. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing. If, if it's a 360, you're oh. back where you started. Um, well, yeah, that's an about 180. Face it's a 180. There we go. Mind. Okay. There you go. Anyway, Same. I, military terms. I, but I felt you. Yes. I, but I yes, that. but he's doing a 180. And uh, yeah, 180. And... Uh, <laughs> And not, it's not just the the the, the player; it's the person too. You, yes, like she absolutely. said, you can see it in in his his walk. And um, I um, I don't know. I, I as far as also too, you brought up the special teams thing. I was impressed with his blocking. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to a good run game for an NFL means yes. that they're getting downfield blocks, and the wide receivers are a crucial part of that. So you have to be able to block in this league downfield, and unless you're Tyree Killers, yeah. you know, even CD, these these guys are willing mm-hmm. out there, and that's how Tony Pollard breaks these long runs. I'm glad you. I'm just glad you brought up the special teams thing. It, it made me remember that. Yes, he's also blocked really well this mm-hmm. this preseason, and I'm sure that played yep. a role in him shoring up that spot as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's switch gears to defense real quick because I didn't realize how short on time we were running. Oh, Lord, we just abandoned them. We did. We did. We just did not talk about them. But Maurice from Tacoma, Washington, a longtime listener uh, and a lifetime fan, thanks for tuning in, Maurice, wants to know what are – the question is, after seeing – kind of everything with the loss of overshone who at linebacker has really stood out the most to you all down christy well i i think harper really <laughs> stepped up um these past couple games and um seemed to play well on saturday uh i'm i'm hoping jabril cox is able to pull things through <laughs> and uh, uh stick with the team for another year i'm, I'm not quite sure where that's going to fall but uh, i think that Marquise Bell, the fact that they were yes. using him at linebacker, and really they see him more the way that uh, J. Ron Curse is used, uh, just kind of a, a where they take a safety and then, but then they can match him up. Um, or they were using Overshown this way as well, like put him in uh, against the tight ends and things like that. So uh, Marquise Bell, uh, who else? Uh, a couple of the other guys, Isaiah Land and Tyrus Wheat, these past couple weeks were splitting uh, meeting time between defensive end room. I'm talking about Tyrus Wheat and Isaiah Land in particular here. Split time between uh, meeting with uh, defensive uh, ends and linebackers because of the injuries to Overshone and Jefferson. They knew that they were going to get time at linebacker. And then Marquise Bell uh, going into preseason game three, um, 
uh, work an extra more as a hybrid linebacker. So uh, I, I think that um, it's more the Marquis Bell that stood out to me. Christy, don't get me don't get me excited like that. Talking about <laughs> Isaiah Land getting time with I mean, and when I remember when I talked to him back in was it before minicamp or OTAs? It was it was one of those where we got the opportunity to talk to him. He told me he was doing work with the um, at inside linebacker, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? Yeah. And like so, I mean, he has the athleticism. Now linebackers are a whole nother beast as far as learning the the knowledge of it. But I think he has the sideline to sideline speed, the get off, and that's the decisiveness to to do that. So don't get me excited. Yeah, about yeah, that. and and, and I, th- I think Land has gotten more uh, attention because of the great uh, career he had mm-hmm. at uh, Florida Atlantic mm-hmm. or yeah, Florida. And, no, 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 at, no, F- uh, at, Famu. Yeah, Florida and Florida. Barnacles. It's morning. Nate, Nate, Nate Newton's Florida A and M. We Florida can't A&M. spit it out, guys. It Nate is Newton's a Nate Newton School. But uh, also Tyrus Sweet. Tyrus Sweet was actually yes. working ahead. You know, yeah. so uh, he's Not a name that we fun. haven't heard as much of. But I would say that those two are kind of on uh, a similar level. Uh, but sure. wheat, wheat, maybe even a yes, little ahead of, of land. Well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Real quick, uh, we are pressed for time. I would love to continue talking about defense. We would be hard-pressed not to mention that there is uh, a very important thing happening tomorrow, and that is the deadline for teams to cut to the final 53-man roster. Man, I cannot believe it's already that time. This is the first time that teams haven't had multiple cuts, and so, um, you know, Mike McCarthy kind of touched base on it. It doesn't really change anything for him um, as far as that, but... They have to go from 90 to 53. Tomorrow's uh, a very big day. The deadline is by 4 p.m. on Tuesday. So we did get a text uh, from Brandon Laurie. Hello, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, good friend. He said, which players which players do the Cowboys cut from their roster and have the best chance of coming back for the practice squad? Which ones don't? So maybe practice squad members. Let's focus in a little bit on that. Um, Christy, you had some some key points about practice squad. But overall, who are some guys that maybe don't make the final roster to you guys? Keep in mind, we have four minutes left. And who do you want to see make practice squad if they don't end up making the final roster? Aisha. And then we'll go to Christy. Okay. Yeah. Um Tater tots. Uh, I, d- d- I mean, honestly, depending on how you look at this defensive end room, I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I I looked at a guy like Earl Bostic, and I felt like I saw some things in him that were were um, developable, developable. If that's a word, mm-hmm. I don't think developable is, but I think Y'all, developable. That's what I. That's what I meant. Yeah. Developable. Uh, sure. I can't able speak. to develop. Thank you. There we Thank go. You, Guys, um, good from morning. From the mother over here because wow. I was struggling. But, yes, I I look at him as a guy that has some traits and that could possibly be a guy that you wouldn't ha- mind having on your practice squad for that scout team mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Yes. I think the key thing is that veterans can also be signed to practice squad. That's something that didn't exist Ooh, before COVID. So that's an important thing. So guys like if, if Matt Willetsko doesn't end up making it on the 53, then he would be a good practice squad guy. But I think the obvious ones are like the Hunter Lipkeys of the world mm-hmm. at wide receiver. Don Terrio, uh Drummond uh, would be uh, a guy like that. Um, 
uh, Dennis Houston. He's probably left out on the 53, but you want to keep Dennis Houston. So there'll be some names like that. If Matt Farniak doesn't make it as one of the 53, or certainly, certainly T.J. Bass. I think T.J. Bass may have uh, surpassed. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't don't know if you're going to slide that guy through, but um, (laughs) so you might want to keep him on your 53. But T.J. Bass, the undrafted rookie free agent out of Oregon, is a perfect candidate for something like that. Semi Fajoko, if he doesn't slide through, I mean, if you don't keep him on your 53, if he's not picked up on waivers by another team, Semi Fajoko could still stay in Dallas uh, on the practice squad. On uh, defense, this we're talking about Isaiah. He is the per- entire sweet guys yep, like yeah. that. They are the perfect Very people. Sweet. That is exactly why you have a practice squad. So the way that it is, um, ever since COVID, the uh, it, the practice squad was expanded to 16 players. The league has kept that uh, in line. So up to 16 guys. The one thing that is different is um, everyone's uh, uh, favorite, Isaac Alarcone, who's been on the practice squad the past three years yeah. through the International Player Pathway Program. After three seasons, the Cowboys no longer have the IPP exemption for um, for Isaac Alarcone. So can they Cut him. He'll be cut from the 53-man roster. Will they bring him back to the practice squad, or will they go with one of these younger guys? I don't know, to but they don't have the exemption for Isaac this year. Well, there you go. A little bit of insight. I was going to say, yeah, who's, who for you me, got? Yeah. it depends. Yeah. And, and Aisha cannot, can attest to this has been my mindset, okay? I am firm. I am firm on keeping four tight ends. I am firm on four tight ends on the final roster, which means you would dwindle down to three running backs, not so much four running backs, three tight ends. Yeah, that's a big question. It's a big question. (laughs) So for me, I I think Hunter Lipke is a perfect practice squad squad guy if he cannot find his way back on to the 53. I think – what you saw was glimmers, you know, in the final preseason game. Like you said, that was the tryout for practice squad. Yeah. But again, a fullback would not be a bad addition to the final 53. So, it, again, depending on which way that goes, that's that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you, but. Could, you, you <laughs> no, you, you could still get him. If you slide him through to the practice yeah. squad, you'd be able to elevate him up to three times during the season. Yeah. But just keep in mind, everyone, you're going to see uh, cuts later this week that the Cowboys have cut Brian Anger, the punter, and they're cut right. Trent Sieg, the the uh, deep snapper, and, and C.J. Yes. Goodwin's going to yeah. get cut. It's like, what? Yeah. Well, what they're going to do is use those three roster spots. If you are vested, if you are four years or more in the NFL, you don't go through waiver claims like a Hunter Lipke or someone mm. that's not four years. What happens is they make the roster cuts. If you're less than four years any other NFL team can claim you if you're vested four years or more you're basically a free agent and other teams can't grab you and you have no say about it so you cut CJ Goodwin and Brian Anger and heck last year I think they did Cooper Rush you know cut him and with a (laughs) wink wink nod nod we're going to sign you 
back, but right now we need one of those uh, 53 spots. spots. There you go. Perfect reminder, perfect way to wrap up the show, ladies, that 45 minutes flew by. Thank you so much, uh, ladies, for talking ball. We will be back Wednesday morning at 11, everybody. Mark the calendars. uh, Reschedule everything. I mean, drop your work meetings. You don't need to go to those. Uh, We'll be back at 11 Wednesday morning for more Girls Talk, Boys Talk. So please make sure to tune in. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. For Aisha, Christy, and Jess, this has been Girls Talk, Boys Talk, Monday edition, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We will see you on Wednesday. Go be fantastic today. Goodbye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!